I'm just one woman running an online gift store. Welcome to Women Solopreneur Podcast, where you can learn weekly how to grow your business, how to be productive, keep it all together, and how to brand yourself during this crisis. We look forward to you joining us at Women Solopreneur Podcast every week. Welcome to Women Solopreneurs Never Settle. I'm Paula Tatum, your host, and I am flying solo on this episode. Well, guys, I hope your week has went well. I've had a challenging past week um, with technology and difficulties and all kinds of things that we deal with in this world. And during this time, I felt like um, not only do I have an online gift store that is on pause right now, but I have a, I do a service. I serve clients in another industry. And through this, I have dealt with um, some challenging clients. And I think we all have challenging clients, whether you're providing a service uh, or you're selling products. You're always dealing with challenging clients. Maybe not every day, depending on how big your business is um, or the services that you provide, but you're dealing with challenging clients. And it's something that's inevitable. You know, somebody's like, I once had a colleague say to me, I never, Paula, want to get a bad review. Yeah, I don't never want to get a bad review either, but sometimes we can't, there's a difference from being a people pleaser and um, the customer's always right and things like this. I'm not saying that's not correct, but I do think that we find ourselves in difficult times where we need to um, step back and really reevaluate how we deal with challenging clients. So here are my five top tips to deal with challenging clients. So I'll give you a little background information. The client was unhappy with the service I provided, was unhappy with the video conference that we had, and was unhappy with the price. There was nothing that this client was happy with. Uh, and this client had come to me for a few years, so I, I didn't quite understand if this was just a bad time or if it was possible that, it, you know, it was just not, I never had any conversation with this client. We'd never had any problems. So I was shocked this year to receive this email. Then on a second note, I received another email on the same day from a new client who did not understand uh, the billing. And so I had to go over that. And so during this time, I thought, my heavens, what have I learned in the last couple of years? Why am I feeling so overwhelmed? Because it's easy when you get emails back to back or calls back to back with complaints. Um, but sometimes they're very legit. They have a good reason to complain. But here are my five top tips how to deal with challenging clients. So first and foremost, you really have to listen. I do think that there is a part where we just want to jump in and defend the services or defend the products we sell and tell the reasons for that. And that being said, I think that you have to understand if you do that, and it's almost natural for us to do that, This the call is not going to be well. You will be dealing with follow-up emails. If you are not a solopreneur, you will probably be dealing with more and more and more um, calls and more complaints on different levels. So First and foremost, sit back and listen is my number number one thing. And listen, it's easy for me to jump in um, and say and defend all the reasons why 
our pricing the way it is or why the service is the way it is. And that is just never going to win any clients. Number two is try to build rapport through empathy. I think I talked about this before. And empathy is, you know, the other number one thing, I think, for to be in a successful in anything you do, whether you're a solopreneur, um, whether you work for another business, having empathy with your clients is unbelievable. Trying to understand where they're coming from. And a lot of times I can understand, especially with technology going down and things that go wrong all the time, you can understand why someone would be upset or if pricing goes up um, or if it's a dramatic change. If not, there are some times that you do have to understand, especially in what we are dealing with with this pandemic and how closed off and we're not being able to see people like we normally are. I do feel like these affect, you know, sometimes people, why they get the reviews they do. Um, and the number two, number three thing I would say is lower your voice. So my voice, as even you could probably hear in this podcast, I go up and down. So I was talking with a client that was, I thought might possibly have a hearing impaired problem because every time I spoke to this client, um, they would say they couldn't understand me, they couldn't hear me correctly. So I would have to say, okay, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? And one of the reviews they uh, gave me was that, Um, I had a very loud voice and they felt like I was speaking above them, talking over them. Uh, and I did not know how to respond to that because I do have this issue where my voice goes up and down and to try to to control that. And there's coaches for that. There are coaches to help you with the way you sound with your clients when you're, you know, on a sales call on a zoom. Oh my heavens. I, you know, when I was Googling this week, um, voice, I think voice over coaches, Uh, I found so many people that work on these issues. It is really interesting um, how you are portrayed if your voice stays the same or if it rises. I do think your voice shouldn't always stay the same, but I do think there is something about your voice being raised and clients thinking that even if you're like, well, after you listen to them and try to build some rapport and empathy with them and you're like, well, let me tell you, this is why this, and I think they think, you're upset, you're not understanding what they're saying, you are yelling at them. So I do think that number number three is very important. I mean, remember too, even if you're on video, I do feel like it's not the same in person. Um, a lot of my clients are still not on video or there's video issues, so we are doing everything over the phone. So maybe you're talking loud because you're excited, but they can't really see that or you're just really trying to prove your point. Um, again, that goes back to defending. And when you don't have that rapport and empathy belt and your voice is rising or changing, they take it, they take it the wrong way. It's very, very interesting because, um, when I received that review, I was like, I cannot believe that I was, I, I was just, you know, I think I was just getting excited trying to convey, you know, why this was the way it was. And she definitely didn't understand it. This is, you know, maybe should it be number one instead of number four is respond if, all your customers and everybody in the world you love um, are watching you. So remember that, you know, when, even when, I mean, I had a client tell me one time, you know, called me, again, this person apologized to me, you know, like a month later, but told me all these things and said that I called me every name in the book, swore at me, really blew my mind, found out that they were going through a difficult time, you know, all these different things. And this wasn't this year. This was a couple years ago. And I reminded myself, and I'm not telling you I'm perfect at this, 
But anybody can post an email that you write. Anybody can post or record a phone call. Um, it doesn't mean that it's legal or not legal, but even if they post it, yes, it may not be legal in the state you live in, and they post it somewhere on Instagram, they can remove it, and they cannot get in trouble. So you always need to remind yourself, whether you're on the phone, in person, or watching, you should always respond if, as if it was your family member, the people you love, and that all of your clients and customers are watching. Um, you know, number five is to stay calm and to basically know when to give in. This is, you know, this is probably going up to number one. Again, these are probably not in the order they should be in. But I think you have to realize that you will always have people that are not 100% happy with you. This is not something that will go away. Uh, I, I was talking to somebody, you know, like I said in the beginning, I was talking to a, a colleague that said, I never want a bad review. I always try to make my customers happy. Right, and you should always try to make your customers happy, and I understand the motto of the customer's always right, but sometimes you have to know, you know, when to walk away. Like, I had a client say, your service is not fair, your pricing's not fair, and when I look at the competitors that I had, I'm nowhere close to the price. The value that they get is unbelievable for the price, um, especially in the area that I live in. So when I hear all of that, I'm like, well, let me tell you my value. Let me tell you why it is the way it is. But if that customer keeps on beating you, I'll take you for example. If you have a service for consultation, for life coaching, for $49 for an hour, anybody in their right mind knows that is a steal. You know, because what ends up happening with life coaching is that you end up especially with first-time clients, sometimes you end up not being a life coach. They, they're looking more for something else. Sometimes they're looking for a therapist. Sometimes they're just looking to vent and they're not looking for guidance. Um, and I find that, you know, if somebody was saying, you know, I think this should be, I mean, most people give that for free the first consultation. Let's say it's a second consultation. And that person keeps beating you down for 25. Well, you should walk away. Because you're selling yourself short and your value and you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself to tell the rest of the world all your worth is 25 an hour and in my opinion there's nobody worth 25 an hour I mean people should be making more than that that are in these industries but I had a client say to me recently um, I just don't feel your price is worth the value so even going back to you know to share my experience what I bring to the table I simply said I don't think we're a good fit and here's why at some point, you're going to realize there are things that you should not waste your time on. You should not be wasting your time on things that are not going to add value to your company too. In the sense that like, if this person is just going to write a nasty review and you keep, if they keep coming back to you and you keep giving them once or twice some type of credit um, to show your value, you're like, okay, well, let me, let me give you two free 30-minute sessions of life coaching, and they continue to ask for more things. This is not a good client, and there are people who you want to walk away from. So you have to stay calm and realize when to walk away. And it is in my last 11 years of doing uh, freelance and doing other gigs, I have learned the hard way that there are sometimes you just have to walk away. It is not worth your time. So we'll go back over these. And again, I say this is not, this should not be an order. I don't think this is the the best order, but we'll go like this. First is first and foremost, listen. Absolutely. You have to listen. 
And by listening, number two, you're obviously going to build rapport through empathy. This is so important. I talk about this in another um, podcast about leading with empathy. But if you don't build that rapport and empathy with a client, you're never going to be able um, to win them, you know, to resolve their issue and to be able to deal with the, to turn them into pleasant clients instead of challenging clients. Number three, your voice. Um, this is an issue I deal with actually a lot, especially dealing only with clients at, at the moment, basically over the phone. This is a very hard issue. You have to learn how to dictate your voice and make sure you're not raising your voice too much that the client might think that you're upset or being defensive. Number four, make sure you always, always think that respond as if your favorite clients, your favorite people in your life, you're the people you love the most are watching you. You know, that should be in everything you do. And number five, stay calm and know when to give in. I think I said enough about that. That is a hard thing. But challenging clients will always be there. You will never have a point in your life when you don't have challenging clients. I've said this a hundred times to friends who just want it to be the other way. Thank you for listening to this episode of Women Solopreneur Never Settle. I hope you join me next week. And I am on Apple Podcasts as well. So if you can leave me a review, that would be great. And I hope you have a, a great week with dealing with challenging clients. And please feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn if you have any questions or would like to collaborate with me.